The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. It is episode 55, which in bingo calling numbers is... um, 55... 55... Is a beehive. No. No, no, you're not far away though. Is it to do with bees? Uh, no, it's not to do. It's to do with animals though. Animal. Fifty-five. Is it a duck? No. A goose? No. A dog? No. A cat? No. A budgie? No. Would you have it as a pet? Uh, some people would. Hamster? Uh, no. Gerbil? More tropical. Bird? Uh, more tropical. Snake? Yes. 55. Snake's alive. Correct answer. Cartoon. Welcome along to episode 55. I'm Stephen Mill, he's you and Cameron. Will we just ignore the fact that we got beat off England last week and just move on? We're not talking international football. Okay, right. The only game right. that mattered was the one against Cyprus and we won that, so we move on from that. Excellent. Well, yes, exactly. And we talked about Cyprus last week. We did talk about Cyprus last week, so that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, I would rather talk about the weekend. There was a stunt that you were a part of. Yes, with um, producer John. Yes, exactly. And it was involved putting a sign up on the Welcome to Scotland sign. And you might have seen it all over social media. Uh, you would have seen it. Is your wife phoning you? Yes, yeah, she is. Why is your wife phoning you? Can I can I speak to my wife? Is that all right, boys? Yeah, that's fine. Just speak to your wife. Hopefully it's nothing bad. Hi, hi Teresa. Hi, um, Teresa, you're on the podcast. Be careful what you say. All right. Am I on speakerphone? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm just giving you instructions for dinner tonight. <laughs> right. Okay, what's the instruction? Because you're a useless cook and Josh doesn't normally eat your dinner, I've made the chilli. Okay. You just have to be in charge of the rice, okay? Okay. Is there, is there rice that I can just stick in the micro so I don't have to make it from scratch? Yeah, just pack it rice for you, yeah. Okay, thank you. Is, is that all? Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So embarrassing. Why did I answer that call? I mean, I can make a chili. It makes it sound like I'm useless. You can't cook rice, Ewan. Like, I, you, you can't cook. You can only use the packet right. rice. Okay. I, I guarantee there'll be people listening or watching this podcast yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I know there will be because that's why they make it. Right. But and it's not hard to make I, rice. I'm telling you right now, one of the trickiest things to make and get right is boiled rice. It's not. It really is. It's totally not. No, because sometimes when I make it, it can come out looking like a pudding mm-hmm. and it sticks together. That means you've cooked it for too long. Right, okay, I know. Or not used enough water. But, but, there, but there is a skill to it and if you get it wrong, even in the smallest way it can turn it into something that it shouldn't be. Yeah. So that's why my wife buys packet rice when she's out the house. Also, surely, like, instructions for dinner. That's not instructions (laughs) for dinner. That is basically putting some rice in the microwave. (laughs) Like, surely you would have worked that out yourself. Uh Right, okay. I I wish I had not answered that call now because it makes me... Can we edit this bit out? Absolutely Absolutely not. No, no, absolutely not. So we were talking about the stunt that we did on the border between Scotland and England last week ahead of the game against England. And I'd want to give a massive shout out to the national newspaper for uh, setting our notifications on fire (laughs) uh, after that. Some of them, some of the tweets were very interesting they were um and uh yeah so listen it was something that had been planned for a wee while 
and we we put in plan for a while. When I say we, uh, pro- producer John and uh, Shane, Shane yeah. and also uh, Stephen to my right as well, we had this plan for a wee while. We executed it at half past five on the Tuesday morning ahead of the England game, and the sign, if you haven't seen it. On the Welcome to Scotland sign, underneath that it said, better water, better football, and it went viral. Yes, yes it did. It went viral. It went viral. We didn't at any point take responsibility for it until 7 o'clock that night. So for the entire day, newspapers, famous people... It just went massive. Yes, it did, it did. And what we should have actually done is not taken uh, responsibility of it until after the game, and then we could have just ignored it altogether. <laughs> <laughs> you know how quickly we ignored it when the yeah. final result happened. <laughs> Can I just say, though, part of the plan, right, Ewan was on the phone saying, you need to put it in the middle of the saltire and not realising that the thing was about 20 foot tall. I was but, you, say- but you know what? He took a stepladder that a child of five would use yeah. to, to pick a book a out of the library. Very, very small step Why ladder. did you pick such a small step ladder? Put it in the middle to... of the saltire. I'm like six foot and the ladder was six foot Mate. and I still couldn't get up. And can I also say a part of Ewan's plan as well, and this was the big part of it, we had a five foot sticker of Gordon McQueen because Ewan says, he scored against England. We need to celebrate him because obviously Gordon passed yeah. away recently mm-hmm. so it was a, you know, a tribute to him. We now have, because there was no chance we were getting a five foot sticker of Gordon McQueen up onto it because of the height of the Welcome to Scotland sign. We now have a five foot sticker <laughs> of Gordon McQueen, which we don't know what to do with. Right, so so many suggestions are welcome. So we'll keep a hold of that sticker of Gordon McQueen in case we get England at the Euros next year. So yes. It will come in handy at some point. I, th- I think I think that will come in handy. One and day. worst comes to worst, we can auction it off. Uh, as a cash for kids yes sort of totally, like auction totally. it's a five like foot sticker of Gordon McQueen which John forgot to take big enough ladders to put it on the sign last Tuesday useless Yeah, I mean do you know what I should have done it myself do you know what I mean? If you want something done properly, do it yourself. I think you would have been... Mu- I mean, you've just had a phone call from your wife reminding you how to cook rice. <laughs> so, like, I'm putting zero trust in you, Ewan. Absolutely okay. zero trust anyway, in so you. so that was last Tuesday. We're not going to talk about Aye. the England game. Can I just say, from the weekend there, we always like to talk about what we did at the weekend, and I know you were somewhere on Saturday night. Uh, on Saturday, I went out for uh, a bite to eat uh, with the family and then afterwards we got back home about half past eight quarter to nine and we had a family movie night so there was myself and my wife on the sofa did you have snacks we had snacks as well and we also had my uh, my son who's 23 and his girlfriend Rhiannon and we all sat to watch a horror movie now I love horror movies and you might recall from the podcast a couple of months ago when I recommended the movie Barbarian yes and that horror movie I said at times one of the best horror movies I've seen in the last 10 to 15 years right and Barbarian is about a, a, a woman who's 7 foot tall who lives under a house and she wants you to drink her milk yeah right great movie thoroughly enjoyed it well, this horror movie I watched on Saturday night is the best horror movie this century. Okay. In my opinion, it's up there with Insidious, it's up there with The Conjuring, it's up there with the Paranormal Activity movies, all of them. Brilliant films, right? Uh-huh. Fantastic. But this movie is called Talk To Me. Right. It had a £4 million budget and it's made $80 million at the box office. And I'll tell you what it's about. Young people have got a hand and this hand... A human hand is encased in marble or stone, and it, and right, right. And when you grip onto the hand, like in a handshake style, yeah, and you say, "Talk to me," a spirit appears in front of you. So you put the table, you put the hand on the table, 
Right. You grip onto it and you say, talk to me, and then instantly a spirit is sat across from you. But only you, when you've got a grip of the hand, can see that spirit. And what happens is if you have that spirit in front of you for more than 90 seconds, you release the spirit into the world and it becomes part of you. And you say the words, you say the words, let me in. Right. Right. So they allow the spirit inside them. You in. Yeah. What? Uh, this sounds shite. No, I, it's like, no, I don't. I, it, it does. It, it sounds shite. It's not. It says, I let you in and you let the spirit in. And then you have to let, have to get the spirit out before the 90 seconds are up. If you don't get the spirit out um, before 90 seconds, then the spirit is going to remain in the world. But what you don't know is these spirits are not good. They're demon spirits. Surely and, you would know after the first one, though. No, because you because some people forget that the 90 seconds are up and then they allow the demon spirits out and then they follow you. They go to your house with you. They get in the car with you. You and this sounds... No, honestly. It's got a 96% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how good a movie it is. I might not have explained it that well. And you, and you might not want to watch it based on my review, but I'm giving it a solid 9 out of 10. The movie's called Talk To Me. It was made by two guys who are YouTubers. Right. And um, and it's based in Australia. And the girl who plays the part of Mia is superb in it. She's got a bright future in the movie industry. <laughs> Great, brilliant. The the yeah. Ewan Cameron uh-huh. ringing endorsement. There, yeah, so. and the practical effects, amazing. There's no CGI in this, which is why I loved it even more, because I'm sick of CGI. Right. But to see the gore, practical gore, practical effects was amazing. It was a bit like going back to 1982 with the Evil Dead movie. Remember the bit where he gets a pencil and he stabs her in the ankle? No. Nah. Do you not remember that? I don't remember that. I wasn't born in 1982. Watch it. It's a great right, film. Right, okay. But anyway, the movie's called Talk To Me. I highly recommend okay, it. Okay, well, if anyone has actually seen that film, you can always get in touch yeah. at Big Football Scott or you can leave a comment uh, on YouTube because we are um, being filmed at this moment in time. Aye, so we are. You, you might be watching us on YouTube and you can leave your comment below. We had some lovely comments after last week's show. We really did. Um, hello to Big Yin. Who says, tell you what, I applaud Ewan for taking a roasting as well as he does in near enough every episode because it brings a smile to my face <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm on the night shift. Keep up the good work, lads. Thank you very much, Big Ian. That's a very nice comment. That's nice. I've got an interesting comment here. Can I read this one out? Yes, you can. Not going to lie. This is from GGH1992. Not going to lie, right? I think Ewan Cameron is brilliant. I'm not reading it for that reason. I think Ewan Cameron is brilliant. I've got a lot of time for him. But the way he says, wow infuriates me every time i hear it i want to chuck the radio at the windy i've never heard anyone pronounce it the way he does we well we sort of stumbled upon this last week because you can't say kyogo properly and you can't say oasis properly so you've i think you've got a problem with your o's i do wow yeah exactly yeah see that's the, that's the thing wow and just it, for him and the th- that, that's that's something that's just the way you speak it's just the way i speak mate so um get used to it yeah wow. exactly that's just the way he speaks and it's a wee impediment so got, anytime during that. this podcast ggh 1992 when i say the word wow mm-hmm. it's for you Okay. Hello to Smithy C2051. Great combo, these two bell ends. Thank you very much, Smithy. Um, Rick James says, don't know if it's the actual Rick James, uh, if there was a vote for Scotland winning the Euros versus sacrificing Ewan to the football gods, what do you think the outcome would be? I'm for the latter. Great show. Don't know how you deal with the George Michael Tribute Act, Stephen. You deserve an award. Thank you very much, uh, Rick James, for that. Hello to Willie6788. I would like to put Ewan Cameron, his fragrant bag, and all his pish patter in the Scottish football bin. Please and thanks, Stephen. <laughs> oh, that should be the 
that should be an option for the Scottish that, football that, bank. That could be, it could be. Aye. We'll get to that. It's, it's your turn this week. So, so it is. Uh, Jake Barkley says, Ewan Cameron dresses like a GTA character before you <laughs> unlock any of the good outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Hello oh, to Andy Mac 2994 Stephen can you get Ewan to give another apology to Scottish football fans just to say sorry for for us having to put up with his cesspool of ludicrous football opinions that chop and change as much of his hats a cesspool of yeah. opinions and, and the thing is Andy um, thank you very much for the suggestion we did actually do that because you remember when I got you to read out that apology last week you did yes I actually included a bit which is just a general apology to Scottish football which I did which you did so he's already done that Andy yeah. to be fair to him so uh, this was my favourite comment though from Big Harry Cock right <laughs> and this is a belter right firstly I would like to start this very long monologue by saying I have and always will be a huge fan of you and Cameron oh thanks mate this is the reason I was brought to this podcast now that I've cleared that up who is Stephen Mill <laughs> a career spent as a secondary DJ to Gary Spence <laughs> he is essentially just another Cassie Cassie for those who don't know I was one is uh, I think I think the longest running co-host on Bowie oh, Breakfast. Hundred percent, and she's brilliant. So why is a career secondary DJ the main host of this show? What? You'd you'd never have a Richard Keys, a Jim White playing second fiddle. So why is a complete nobody <laughs> the person who's guiding this show along? Ewan is the star, and he's being heavily weighed down by this character. <laughs> I done a quick Google search. I did a quick Google search, Harry, on this Stephen Mill character, and it provides four images at the top of the search, all a similar convict type convict pose, <laughs> and he bears a nose that's disproportionate with his face. <laughs> now, we've made we've not made a secret of the fact that we we've both got big noses. We've got huge noses. This aye. is probably the biggest nosed podcast Correct. anywhere around. Is your nose bigger than mine, though? I think it. Mm, Maybe. Possibly. My Maybe. mind's just covered up because I wear a skip cap and also I wear yeah. glasses. Yeah. So my nose might not be as prominent as Stevens at the moment, but I think but, it's a close run thing. Yeah, there's more. Oh, there's more to this message. Anyways, you and Cameron, for me at the helm of the Real Radio Football phone-in, can we have a jingle, please, <laughs> producer John? <laughs> This is the Real Football Phone-In with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. So Ewan was at the helm of the Real Radio Football Forum, and was. that was, according to Harry, was the absolute height of Scottish football listening. It was prime time, and I feel Ewan is wasted on commercial radio when he should be sinking his teeth into football phone-ins. Now, Harry, Real Radio, as far as I was aware, was a commercial radio station. It was. It was a commercial radio station. We had, and three, also, had three ad breaks in the hour. Exactly. Um, football daft was only worth listening to when Ewan was at the helm, and every time he leaves a football position, it's telling the product cheapens <laughs> when he moves on. I love how you started on me now as well, Jesus. Yeah. This probably won't get read out on your feedback part of the show because this Mill character strikes me as chocolate and is all about self-preservation. Can only hope that Scotland dramatically failed to make it to Germany now. The England game is a real eye-opener uh, to where they really are. Failure in Georgia with him on holiday from his work at the game, money wasted. Feed me the Mill tears. So that's, that's Harry Cock. And he, he left that on YouTube. And it got... Do you want to guess how many likes that got? Six. None. Do you want to know <laughs> the reply from Lewis2k, what that said? Go on. 
Enjoy your night, mate. <laughs> enjoy your night, mate. What, I, what, what enjoy about that is there's a couple of things here. Well, I, I want to point. I want to pick. I want to pick up on something first. So, when I hosted the Real Radio Football phone-in, I did that for ten years. Can I have the jingle as well, please, this mate? This is the Real Football phone-in with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. Me. The reason I walked away from the football phone and back then was because I'd had enough. Mm -hmm. right? I'd done 10 years of football and living in the goldfish bowl that is Celtic and Rangers and Scottish football, there comes a time where you just think, right, enough's enough. And also, the show at the time was number one. It was massive. You get out the top. You can know when you need to go. So I went and I walked away from it. I was offered opportunities to get back into football, but I turned it down because it didn't feel right. I was also offered the opportunity to work rough, roughly again, but I turned that down as well because I don't think you can recreate what you had before. Mm -hmm. And then when I was offered the opportunity to come back to football, the big start of football show or any other football show from that, I always said to the bosses and every single time was, I don't want to be a host. I don't want to be a presenter. I just want to be part of it. But I don't want to be at the helm of anything. I don't want to be... Known for football. You I love football. Mm -hmm. I love being part of football. But my days of hosting football shows on a regular basis are gone for me. Yes. And the reason for that as well is because you wanted to move into a more sort of pundit style role. Correct. Oh, 100%. This is much more fun. Exactly. This is much more fun. Thoroughly enjoy this. And so... I've been there and done and got the T-shirt. And listen, I, I listen. the guy was very complimentary about me and my career and I appreciate that. But you have actually got it right about Stephen Mill. He does love himself and he does <laughs> and, and he licks himself on a daily basis because he thinks he's chocolate. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, I'll tell you one other thing. I hate blowing smoke up your ass. There's nobody else I'd do this with. Not a chance. So yeah. I've known Stephen for a number of years and um, we've got a similar sense of humour and uh, we both love our football. So, yeah, that's the only compliment you're going to get from me, mate. Yeah, there we are. So um, Good or bad, we'll read out comments on here. Just finally, um, I like how he says he doesn't know who I am, despite the fact he's listening to this podcast presumably more than once. Yeah, because he loves me. Yeah, because he loves you. Yeah. And also, he's for someone he doesn't know or clearly doesn't like, he spent probably a good half hour writing that comment out as well. He even knows the size of your nose. Exactly, exactly. So listen, thank you very much, Big Harry Cock. Uh, you can leave your comments on YouTube or at Big Football Scott. Let's crack on with the football because there's lots to get through. I want to start with probably what was the, the game of the weekend, which was Hearts versus Aberdeen. The reason it was the game of the weekend was because both managers were going in, into this game yes. under severe pressure. Huge. Now, after this game... The pressure has been eased a little bit on Stevie Naismith and it's piled on Barry Robson. I don't think, we're not going to sit here this morning expecting some breaking news about Barry Robson to be sacked no. at this moment in, case, uh, moment in time. But Hearts deserve to win the game on Saturday. By far the better team, two, or certainly one cracking goal. Yeah. The second one was an absolute disaster uh, defensively from Aberdeen. Um but this eases the pressure on Naismith a wee bit. I know you're not going to sit here and say, I still th I think he's the right man to take us forward no. after one game. But it does ease the pressure a wee bit. And the signs were pretty decent on Saturday. He needed a performance and the players gave him one. And the early goal helped. Scoring in the 14th minute, eased that pressure, got the fans on side. And Hearts thoroughly deserved their win. I thought Aberdeen were atrocious. I thought yeah. they were poor. Uh, Barry yeah. Robson's excuses are, are wearing thin with the Aberdeen support. Naismith needed that victory. He got it. I thought Hearts were very good. Won it comfortably. We were in their faces. We pressed them high. 
So yes, great win for Naismith. But again, I still have my doubts. And as I've always said, I hope he goes on to prove me wrong and he throws in my criticism right in my face. And I'd like him to come in here one day and slap me across the chops if I get this wrong. Well, he's still got another five games in the league until you make a judgment on him. Well, I did say first ten. Yeah, apart from two weeks ago when you wanted him sacked. Yeah, um, oh. But anyway, uh, how long has Barry Robson got at Aberdeen? I think he's got until the next um, international break. And then we'll see where he is at the moment. They've got a couple of games against Ross County, one in the league, one in the league And St Johnston as well. Yes. Yeah. I think that if they get knocked out the cup, they lose or draw to Ross County in the league and they don't get a win against St Johnston, I think they'll take the international break to bring in a new manager. They looked awful. I I watched the analysis on Sports Team. Now, I don't normally watch the analysis on Sports Team. I fast-forward the AI presenter that... (laughs) that's in charge of that show and I just watched the highlights but I watched the analysis of the Hearts-Aberdeen game and I thought that Neil McCann made a really good point about Aberdeen they just didn't have a clue what they were doing Mm -hmm. that back three just doesn't work Duke and Miofsky were absent they were non-existent I think Shinny hasn't started the season well Graham Shinny was running like a headless chicken the ball was going beyond them. I think Clarkson's a decent player on the ball, but they were just going back to front. And Neil McCann pointed out that he, in the second half alone, he counted Aberdeen, went long 11 times. And on each occasion, it came to nothing. They were just, they just like lacked ideas. Now, we've spoken about this on the show uh, in the last few months about how Aberdeen finished third last season, which they were obviously delighted with because it brings the guaranteed European football and all the rest there. But Aberdeen didn't finish third last season because Aberdeen were very good. Yes, they went on a decent run, but post-split, I think, is that 13 matches without a win? That's it, 13 13 winless games. And I think that the fact that they finished third actually covered, papered over a lot of cracks. 100%. And not only in that squad, but... Of Barry Robson as Correct. well. 100%. And it's interesting, you made this point about Nick Montgomery, who's taken over at Hibs, which we'll get to in just a wee second. He's a proven manager who's actually, he's won a league. Now, it's the A-League. Doesn't matter. Exactly, it doesn't matter. They're one of the smaller teams in the A-League as well, and he's managed to win it. Um, but he's cut his teeth somewhere else. Both Aberdeen and Hearts have decided to give jobs to people with zero managerial experience mm-hmm. whatsoever. And that's why they're coming a cropper this season. I agree with you. And I think that Hibs have done a good job in getting Nick Montgomery in because they've not taken a risk the way that Hearts have done and the way that Aberdeen have done. And we said at the time, when Aberdeen appointed Barry Robson interim, it was the right thing to do until they stabilised the ship and then go into the summer and then cast their net out to find the right manager. But they went for the easy option. They gave him so much money over the summer as well. Like, Aberdeen have spent a lot of money. That Rubishik at the back. I, 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 I ask anyone and everyone, go and watch the highlights of that game again and watch Rubishik. They spent good money on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He's at fault for both the goals. He's wandering all over the place. I mean, I've seen better defensive um, centre-backs in the under-14s that are played at the park near me. I cannot believe how poor this boy is. The back three's not working. But again, going back to Neil McCann and what he said on sports and he's bang on the money here. He went out and he bought five centre-backs because he wanted to play a back three. Mm-hmm. So he's sticking to what he believes because he went out to buy players to fit his tactics and his formation and it's just not working. It's not. Hearts were finding so much space down the flanks that was pulling the centre-backs wide. And it was creating space for Lauren Shanklin and uh, Liam Boyce through the middle. So it's two against one. On the positive side of things, Liam Boyce, you mentioned him there. 
you don't realise how much of a miss he was oh, for Hearts last season. Huge. Robbie Nielsen must be kicking himself mm. that Liam Boyce picked up that injury because I think it, it, Robbie Nielsen may well still be of the Hearts manager. Every chance because he links everything together. He's an intelligent footballer. Yeah, he doesn't have the much, that much pace, but you don't need it when you've got Oda on one side, Forrest on the other, or Vargas or whoever on either side of you. But he's an intelligent footballer. He can make a pass and he's a goal threat as well. And I thought his goal, although... It was fortunate. It was, it was fortunate. But it was a, it was a good yeah. striker's instinctive finish. So having him fit and a runny games will be great for Hearts. Let's move on to Hibs since we mentioned them. They were 2-0 up. What a start for Nick Montgomery. Then they lost a goal oh. almost straight away and the pressure was back on. Yeah. And the old Hibs came out. So it finished 2-2. It was Vassell and Wright, obviously. Um, Venti on the score sheet for Hibs as well and uh, I think the first one went down as an own goal but it was I yeah. think, it was, it was I, I think Hibs deserve to win that game yeah I, the, the thing is I've said this about Hibs a few times this season I, th I think they've got some decent players they dropped Paul Hanlon on Saturday obviously he's the mm -hmm. club captain first big move by the by the new manager um I think he'll do well. I don't know why. I've just got a funny feeling that Nick Montgomery is going to do a good job there. And what he did on Saturday was he went with two strikers and two wingers. So he had Johan and uh, Boyle on either side of the two strikers. I thought that was brave. So he went for it and it reaped rewards because in the first 10 seconds, Martin Boyle should score. Yep. He's through and in goals. Good save from the keeper. And then they go 2-0 up. And as you say... You need to just hold on to that 2-0 lead for at least five minutes. But what they do, they concede after a minute when they go 2-0 up and then it's backs to the wall because then Kilmarnock got a lift from that. And Kilmarnock ultimately deserved their equaliser on the run of play at that particular time. But up to that point, Hibs were by far the better team and deserved to be in front. And here's the problem. It's, you can just look at the numbers. Uh, Hibs have conceded the most goals in the league so far this season. Ten but they goals. do score. And there's the second top goal yeah, scorers. They do score. Only Celtic have scored more goals than Hibs. If they can shut it out at the back, I've said it all season, they'll have a really good campaign. Okay, let's move on. Motherwell's first defeat of the season on Saturday. But St Mirren keep their brilliant start to the season going. They're up to second in the table. 1-0 win. Now, I think even the most ardent St Mirren fans would say they were a little bit lucky on Saturday. That's an understatement. Tanzer uh, with the goal and uh, Motherwell will be absolutely kicking themselves because they should have won that game. I thought Motherwell were outstanding. Their performance for the entire 90 minutes was one of the best performances I've seen this season. I thought they were superb. The amount of chances they created was phenomenal. I think there's some like 20-odd shots on goal. Now, they, did they, have a they had quite a few players missing on Saturday. But it doesn't matter. They, yeah. they were still the better side. And even St Mirren, though, that they got away with one there. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I laughed at you when you said at the start of the season, you fancy Motherwell to get into third spot. See, on the basis of that performance, they're a threat to Hearts for third spot, a threat to Aberdeen, a threat to Hibs. For me, they're definite top six. They're playing brilliantly. I thought they were superb. And they will be kicking themselves, as you say, but they'll also take more positives and negatives. Yeah, the negative is that you've, you've lost... But they'll look at that and go, if we play like that week in and week out, you're going to get more wins and losses. I thought that was brilliant. And I thought Kettlewell and the way he sets his team up and the way they play their football, Blair Spittle in the middle of the park, what a player. Yeah, I, I was really impressed by them. And, I, and, and highly, highly, um, um, what's not, highly what? 
Highly, I don't know what you're trying to say. Highly. Use your words. Highly. Highly. Unlucky. Highly unlucky. Highly unlucky. I mean, you could have just said unlucky. Um, and that. But, but I wanted to emphasise the unlucky part right. by saying it's highly, like, huge, massively unlucky. Right. Highly unluckily. Okay, unluckily. Unluck yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they remain third in the table. First defeat of the season for them. I'm sure they'll bounce by. Uh, Ross County won Livingston once, only one loss Shit in five game. for Livingston. It wasn't the greatest game. Oh, uh, again, again, I just... again, I think Livingston got away with one on Saturday. Yeah, Ross County will be kicking themselves. Yeah. Why is it every week when we speak about the games at the weekend... The Livingston game is always pish. Any football mash, match involving Livingston, whether it be home and away, it's a pish game. You know what? I think that requires uh, you and Cameron hot take. I think that's hot. <laughs> Any game involving Livingston is absolutely pish. So if you go further to your right, uh, John, there you are. Okay, well, I'm going to ask the two of you then, producer John, who's in the other room, and you, am I talking pish? Yes. Yes. Because there are some Livingston games that are good. No, they're not. Name me one. Name me one game that involving Livingston that was good. Go on. Uh, they beat Hibs 3-2 about three weeks ago at Easter Road. That was a good game. Yeah. It wasn't a good game. Did you watch it? Five goals. Did you? I forget. You can get loads of goals without being a good some game. Some great goals in that game. I'm not talking about the goals. I'm when talking about the, the games. When was the last Livingston game you were at, Ewan? Yeah. When was the last Livingston game you watched? I went with um, James Penrice's mum to Livingston oh, Hearts game. No, here what do you mean, here we go? It was that date? No, she invited me. You've got a weird relationship with James Penrice's mum. You really mum. do. It's not weird in any way, shape or form. Do you want to know the story be no. between me and Theresa Penrice? No, right. I don't. I, I'm not, I'm going to give you the story because... No, I can't be bothered. Just no, well, I'm just... I met Can you her, do it in a sentence? I met her at a marathon. Right, great. That's good. You met her at a marathon <laughs> and you've kept in touch. And we've kept in touch for nearly 12 years. Okay. And when I first met her boy, he was he was wee and now he's a lad and he's playing with Livingston and we've we've been friends ever since and I'm pals with a player as well. And so, and even though I'm pals with James and I'm pals with Teresa, it doesn't stop me from saying what I believe. I think Livingston are a pish football club. I don't think they play particularly um, great football. I think they're, um, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're a pain to watch. Right, so despite the fact they were involved eyes. in a five-goal thriller about three weeks ago. Did you watch the game? Yeah. Well, that's, your, that's you, that's okay. not me. Right, let's move on to the other games on Saturday. Two I, games and I remaining. think that James is, is better than Livingston. You can do better than that, wee man. Take my advice, have a wee word with your agent Listen and get, your out, dad. Get, get out of there. Listen to your stepdad. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> Celtic 3, Dundee nil, so three clean sheets for Celtic and obviously they remain unbeaten as well. Dundee did pretty well in the first half. Um, Maida did have the ball in the net. Um, it was ruled out for offside. We'll Clearly offside. V yeah, we'll get to that in VR, uh, WTF. Uh, Bakayoko missing an absolute sitter for Dundee. He did an as absolute well. sitter. Yeah. Um, but it looks like... Celtic are beginning to find their feet now. They'll need to with Fire North tomorrow night. Exactly, yes. We'll get to that a wee bit later as well. What I was going to say there is Celtic deserved a win, right? No doubt about it. And what about that goal from McGregor? The, pa the pass to... The pass to... The header. Kyogo? Yeah. That pass. Yeah. It was it was on it was like it was on a bit of string and it was just placed on his head and then the, the flick and over the goalkeeper just class absolutely class good. somebody said who was it that he's the closest thing to Henrik Larson somebody said that I read it on Twitter the other day there Stephen Craigan ah he's talking pish 
Yeah. He, he, nobody comes close to being anywhere near like a Henrik No, Marshall. I don't think so. But he is, he is very good. He is very good. He's and, superb. He's a great wee player. And that means Celtic are top of the table, 13 points after five games. And Rangers back to winning ways, beating St. Johnson by two goals to nil. Six changes from the team that got beat by Celtic. Uh, Tom Lawrence uh, started his first game. I heard Michael Beale speaking after the match saying it was always the target this game for getting on my start. Yeah. Uh, birth in the team so but played uh, him out of position in the first half moved him into his more central position as a number 10 which he did for Derby and he was man of the match yeah he was man of the just match just on his second half performance uh, Danilo so obviously has fractured his cheekbone oh, that's so unlucky for the lads and, and he was he, like it was a really good header as well and uh, Liam Gordon they both had to go off yeah and uh, there was a bit of debate and I was in the studio at the time and it was I looked up and Danilo was like he looked so spaced out and I was like you need Aye. to take him off yeah um, turns so, out he's got a broken cheekbone and will yeah. be out for a couple of months so at some point he will return with that mask the Phantom of the Opera mask yeah exactly but it's a shame for Rangers because I thought up until that point he played really well scored his goal well so it's a shame for Rangers especially with the Europa League coming up uh, again it wasn't a it wasn't a great performance no. from Rangers by any no. means at all. But at this stage, especially for Michael Beale, it's all about just winning. And that's what they did on Saturday. St. Johnson still bottom, still looking for their first league win of the season. Uh, again, as has been the case with St. Johnston for, it seems like, years now, scoring goals is going to be a big issue, I think. Yes, totally. Yeah. So um, we'll get to the VAR stuff in just a wee second. Let me run through uh, the championship. Uh, big win for our bro. 4-0 against Airdrie on Saturday on this podcast we both wrote off Arbroath this season they lost their first three league games of the season yep. they've now won three league games in a row though it's phenomenal isn't it Dick Campbell what a boy he is absolutely and Airdrie by the way I've said before are a decent side they've got some really good players but and they were thumps on Saturday can also point it as well Arbroath were doing to 10 men as well yeah I mean I, I but Airdrie got a man sent off as well a wee bit later on so uh, Dundee United also finished the game with 10 men on Saturday and they dropped points at home again 1-1 against Morton so they've uh, drawn against them Fairman at Tannadice this season yeah. drawn against Morton now as well and that means they slipped down to second because Wraith Rovers got a very very late winner and Ian Murray must be absolutely crawling this morning because he brought on Jamie Gullen in the 85th minute and in the 87th minute he scored the winning goal so there I, we are Ian Murray must be what? crawling very what happy that, what does that mean? like just sort of like that That doesn't mean happy crawling crawling sounds negative like I'm crawling no crawling would be you'd be crawling about it so you'd be making lots of noise oh how good am I sort of thing no I'd be crawling John, producer John you want to jump in on this one that's a unfair thing Stephen you're on your own okay right fair enough so well, anyway. I've, I've never used the word crawling in my life to describe anything I didn't even know what it meant until you've said it there which is why I pulled you up on it okay. uh, producer John have you ever heard in your travels or in Fife I have heard crawling before but I think it is a Fife thing yeah so it's a uh, Fife thing and it's yeah. a positive yes it's a positive Oh, yes. okay, there so you go. He'll, he'll, be, uh, he'll be cheesing this morning. He'll be wearing his chufty badge. Talking of five, my 14-year-old son and my wife uh, went a walk with our Doug Harley, right? Our Doug Harley, who's yeah. a, a Rottweiler. How, how much does your dog weigh? Uh, 50 kilos. 50, your dog weighs 50, 50 kilos. 50 kilos. I think. Have we got confirmation of that? I'm not sure if we do. Oh, you confirmation? Yeah, I think we must do. It's there somewhere. I'm going out for a walk with his Rottweiler. No, that's not that one. It's another one. It's, uh, where is it again? Let me Just stop it. No, that's not it. No. Um, this is this a Mad Dog's 50 kilos. There we go. Can we hear that Mad again? Mad Dog's 50 kilos. Mad Dog's 50 kilos. Okay. A what? <laughs> don't be. Why? I don't know why you've got a soundboard. Anyway, so uh, I live in Falkirk. <laughs> yeah, which I do. 
I do live in Falkirk and my wife and my child, who's 14, went to Fife to take the dog for a run. I was buzzing. Mm -hmm. I was. Well, I was online and who's playing um, FIFA? So they were away for a walk with a dog to... There will be a pumping tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Cut out, John. Uh, They went to Fife and there was a canal nearby and Harley went down to the, the canal water in Fife to take a wee drink. And my son, apparently, according to my wife, shouted out, don't drink that water, you're in Fife. Mm. And Something's I don't know, no right. Yeah, exactly. I've no idea why he said that. I don't know what he was alluding to. Well, don't drink that water, it's you're in Fife. that's learned behaviour from the parents. <laughs> that's learned behaviour. No, it's not. It I, clearly I is. don't have anything against Fife. I've never been negative about Fife. The only part of Fife that I've been negative about is Cowdenbeath. There's well, nothing wrong with Cowdenbeath. Well... There's, there isn't. There are worse places in Fife and Cowdenbeath. Is I'm, there? Yes. Well, go and name them. Methyl. I'll give you that. Is it worse? Way worse? Oh, 100%. Producer John, would you like to get involved in this because you're with me in Falkirk. Is Methyl worse than Cowdenbeath? Eh, hey, Dunfermline's the worst of them all. <laughs> are you asking me? It's obviously Dunfermline's the worst place in Fife. Scotland's ancient capital and then uh, USA. Mm, I don't think so. Right, anyway, um, anyway um, uh, Inverness, uh, due to that late winner for Wraith Rovers, sacked Billy Dodds last night. So he is gone. Shame. It's all been a wee bit inevitable. It looked like that was going to be the case last season as well. Then they got to the cup final and they delayed the him. But, you know, if you look over his like full seasons he's had, uh, Billy Dodds, he got to the playoff final under... Uh, his first season and yeah. then only really got battered in the last half hour against St Johnson. remember. So we yeah. got them all the way to the playoff final, then to the Scottish Cup final, um, but they've not won a game this season, so you can completely understand. So it's a results-driven game. Is out a job. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Dunfermline back to winning ways as well. Uh, Queen's Park now, Dunfermline 2 on Saturday, Lewis McCann double. So Great win. It was a good win, yeah. I think we were much better than Queen's Park. On Friday, I was speaking to former Falkirk legend Alex Totten. Producer John, you'll know Alex Totten. Aye, what was big Alex saying here? So um, I was speaking to Alex on Friday and he got an invitation from... Jim Leishman. Jim Leishman uh, to go to Hamden for the game uh, to watch Dunfermline play Queen of the South and they were in hospitality together mm-hmm. and uh, he got to watch a Dunfermline win. Alex Totten um, used to play with Dunfermline. Oh, I didn't 60s, know that. In the 60s, yeah. So. I, I only know Alex Totten from his time at Falkirk. Did you like him at Falkirk, producer John? I love Alex. You love Alex? Yeah. yeah. Obviously learned everything he knew at Dunfermline then took it down to a sort of lower, <laughs> lower standard. To bring them Falkirk. up. Yeah, to bring them up, yeah. Right. Exactly. So Ray Throvers, top of the pile, Inverness, bottom of the league. Uh, league 1, 3-0 win for Annan against Stirling Albion on Saturday, Cove Rangers 2, Kelty Hearts 2, Cove coming from two goals down to get that draw as well. Falkirk with a very late winner and producer John was at the game. What a goal it was as well, It was a it? brilliant goal. And did how, you see it, John? How did you celebrate it, John? In the car park outside the stadium the because park. I had to leave early and I missed it, but... Oh. He's one of these fans that leaves five, ten minutes no, before the not, end of a game. I'm not, I'm Pathetic. not. I was Pathetic. getting picked Pathetic. up by a bus at quarter you're, you're, six. You're, you're not a proper football fan. Quarter six? Like quarter five, this would have happened. I know, but I had to. Uh, no, it didn't happen at quarters. I left at quarter five, and it, I missed the goal, and it was a peach for wee Brad. Spencer. See if it's see if it's two or three nil with three minutes to go. I get it. Yeah. See if it's nil nil or even a one nil. You do not. I leave. had to go. I had to leave You're to not, catch a bus. You've got a cheat calling yourself a football fan. You really fan. do. You're pathetic, John. Anyway, Falkirk winning. Hamilton also with a very late winner against Aloha. Yeah. And that means Falkirk and Hamilton are joint top on sixteen. 
points. Montrose thumping Edinburgh City five goals to two. Edinburgh City still without a win. The only team in Scottish football with zero points. John, so far. John, yeah. when, when did Falkirk play Hamilton? Uh, uh, two games time. It's oh. on the telly. Uh, we've got Montrose and Kelty before that. Kel- Kelty on Saturday's on the telly as well. It's on the telly on Saturday. Um, but it looks at the moment. I mean, that's a six points clear. Sterling Albion who are in third. So I think it could go down a two horse race. Yeah. This season. Can I ask you that Falkirk game against Hamilton? Is that the Falkirk Stadium? It is indeed. Right, I'm going. That's a Friday night, isn't it? It's a Saturday night. Saturday night, you'll be working. Yeah. So you won't be able to go. You can watch it on the telly, though, so that's good. They sometimes let the Diddy teams on the telly. So uh, League 2, <laughs> East 5 2, uh, Clyde 0, Elgin City 2, Dumbarton 0, 2 2 between Forford and the Spartans, Peter had 2, Bonnie Rigg Rose 1, Stenich Muir 5, Strand 1 0. That was about a thumping at the weekend. Bonnie Rigg, top of the shot, but it's very, very tight, the top of League 2. Bonnie Rigg, Stenny, Dumbarton, Strand all on 11 points, Peter Header on 10, Spartans on 9, and Clyde are bottom of the score. Scottish football pyramid with only two points so far. Let's go through the refereeing decisions at the weekend, please. La gente está muy loca. What the fuck? Okay. Where would you like to start, you and Cameron? Do you know what? I think that VAR has been pretty good this season. So far, so good. I don't think there was any contentious decisions at the weekend. So, so where do you go? Let's start with the telly game, which was St. Johnson versus Rangers. Nick Walsh um, was the referee for that one. Chris King goes down after a touch from Butland. I thought... Um, I thought no, it wasn't Butland. It was uh, no, Tom no, Lawrence. There, there was two. Oh, the, the one, one before that. The one before that. No, so, no, it's no penalty. So I don't think that was a penalty either. Now, the one that was more interesting was the one with Tom Lawrence. It's not interesting at all. Because Kane was... Grappled to the ground. Shut up. Wrestled to the Shut ground. Shut up. By Tom Lawrence. No, listen. I, I, I Grappled. Thought, I thought wrestled. It would have been soft, but I've seen. You've seen them give. No, you haven't. Yes, you have. No, you, you haven't. Totally have. Chris Kane feels a wee touch on the back of his shoulder, no. and he goes down as if he's but been that's, that's collapsed by. Mike Tyson That's absolutely not true it is Tom true. Lawrence had his arms round Oh, Stop it Stephen And stop I don't it. think there was Your much anti-Rangers agenda Shining <laughs> through again Absolutely not It's absolute bull And you know it That's never a penalty in a million years And if that had been given It would have been an absolute disgrace I've seen, hundred, pe- I've seen penalties given for less Rubbish I have A hundred million percent That's never a penalty And the referee got that right I'll tell you one word They did get wrong in that game Are you going to mention it? The Kmart Roof one yeah, the offside. Which, was, which was offside. It wasn't offside. Well, it was the, offside. So on the, well, VAR, they, they've got the lines well, in the pitch. They've, they, they've got a five-year-old drawing those lines because they never did that right. Your pro-Rangers agenda just look... It, it, honestly, it's, it knows no bounds. Remember, I'm Jambo Bear on follow Jambo follow. Bear, there he is across there. So Can anyway. I just say that... The, so when you're looking at the, the angle that they did the lines, the boy on the right... As Kamar Rufus through the middle is clearly, from my point of view, clearly plays him onside. Now it's irrelevant but, in the grand scheme of things, but, but they I drew the lines. They got the right lines wrong. I'm telling <laughs> you, they've got it wrong. They got the lines wrong. They got the cool. lines wrong. So right, I think right. that Roof was onside and the referee. You and just started Barr. by saying VR has been very good. It was I very just, good at the weekend. No, I said generally it's been well, very good. They got two decisions wrong, according to us, in that game at the weekend. But you, they didn't. You think the offside wasn't offside, yeah, even it, though it was offside. No, it wasn't. Well, and it was never a penalty. Chris Kane should have had a penalty. Shut up. Chris Kane should have had a penalty. So there we are. Not for the Butland one. That wasn't a penalty. Jeez, oh. He bought that one. Uh, Celtic versus Dundee. Grant Irvin was the referee for that one. Turnbull given the penalty. Penalty, initially given outside the box, reviewed it, was given inside the box. Penalty? 
Yeah, it was, a, it yeah. was okay. Yeah, exactly. It, it was a penalty, and there were a lot of Rangers fans who were saying, well, what's the difference between that and Dessers, etc., etc., etc.? It was a penalty. Uh, free kick for Dundee for Celtic's second goal in the build-up to Celtic's second yes. goal. So that should have been a free kick. Yes. So they got that wrong as well. What are you talking about? The... People are saying that Dundee should have had a free kick in the build-up to Celtic. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought you were talking about the, the actual penalty was given. No. It was given as a free kick to begin with. No. No, that's wrong. Okay, right, fair enough. Uh, also, Maeda, uh, his goal. Clear goal. offside. Clear offside. But I think he knew it himself because he didn't really celebrate. Uh, nothing in Hearts versus Aberdeen or Ross County versus Livingston, really, uh, or Kilmarnock Hibs, to be honest with you. Motherwell versus St Mirren, Matthew McDermott was the referee. Uh, VAR check on Scott Tanzer's goal, ruled it onside. Yes, so they got that, that Just, one right. That was close call, but they got it right. Yeah, they got it, it right. It was at the back post. Good they're, finish They're as well. usually good with offside decisions because they can draw lines. No, but we can see it. See. We can yeah. see it. You don't need the lines when you can see that he's onside. No, but sometimes... Mm, that That's not true. No, no. He, he was, like, he, he, you could clearly might, see Tanzer was onside. There are many times that, that something's given as offside and you're like, what? Like, I didn't see that. Right. And then so, you look at it and it was given right. as offside. So you can see that Tanzer's clearly onside, right? Yes, it was tight, but it was definitely onside. With Kmar Roof, 100% he's onside. They got the you lines wrong. Yeah, you can't they say can, that. See, it's, it's, you can say right. that. So see when How you, can you say 100% right. they got it wrong? See when you draw a line. When you draw a line, you have to put it from a particular point on the person's body. Yeah. I think they got that part wrong. I think they've got the wrong where the where the computer or where they pointed their little mouse thing at. They've got that wrong. Kima Roof, you can see. I'm telling you, Stephen, he's onside. Now, it means nothing in the grand scheme of things. But Hudson Johnson got unequalised, and it stayed one-one. Today, we could be talking about Michael Beale being out of a job because of a, a VAR decision that was wrong. And that would have been bang out of order. So what you said at the start, the VR's having a really good season and everything's going really well. That's one out of how many this season? Well, they got they, that they, one like, wrong. Listen, like, if you think they got it wrong, they got it wrong and they got it wrong with the penalties. Well, Slattery brought down uh, by Mike, uh, Michael Madron in the box in the Mother Wilson Mirren game. You think it was a penalty? No. Now? Okay, right. Let's move on. And why don't we put something in the Scottish footballing bin, producer John? I think we should do that, shall we? The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. We like to empty the garage, load up the car, take it to the dump and dump something in the Scottish footballing bin. So far, we have had plastic pitches. We've got the question, who do you really support? Stadium burgers, double bookings, players who do not celebrate against their former teams. Last week, I nominated lunchtime kickoffs, and... Oh, we've got a result. We do have a result. Go yes. on. So, with 60% of the vote... Yeah. I can reveal... Go on. ...that lunchtime kickoffs... ...are going in the bin. They're going in the bin, lunchtime kickoffs. We actually had some interesting responses to this as well. Yes, we did. We had people who were living in North America saying they like lunchtime kickoffs because as they're getting up in the morning, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, we cup of tea watching the football. Yeah. They like that. There's a regular contributor to the podcast. Uh, his name is PB on Twitter. He's a Celtic fan and he likes a lunchtime kickoff because it gives him the rest of the day with his family. 
listen, that's a fair point. I think Absolutely it's a fair, fair point, point as well. But unfortunately, from this day forward, they will no longer exist because they have been put in the Scottish football bin. So there we are. What would you like to nominate for next week? Ewan Cameron, remember, it's at Big Football Scott. You can vote there and you can comment back as well. So what are you putting in the bin this week? Ewan Cameron. This is a controversial one and I think it might cause a bit of a ruckus. Okay. Because... I would like to ban children at football matches. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that, that, I'm that, going to elaborate. Well, that, I'm going to let me elaborate. I don't want to ban children from entering a football stadium. I don't want to put Scottish children into the Scottish football bin. But what I want to do is put the children who carry signs saying, "Can I have your shirt, Shankland?" See, that makes a difference. What you said at the start is <laughs> a blank a blanket ban on children going to football matches and putting them in the bin. What I would do is ban children who bring signs into a football stadium saying, Can I have your shirt, Lauren Shankland? Can I have your shirt, Danilo? Can I have your shirt, Martin Boyle? Can I have your shirt? Celtic Kyogo. striker, Kiego. Kiogo. Yeah. Um, so yes, kids holding up signs. Asking for strips, I would like to see put in the Scottish football bin. Now, this phenomena kicked off in England to begin with. And then it has spread like a disease across Europe. You see it at the World Cups, you see it at the Champions League, and it's now made its way into Scottish football as well. Those signs and those children need banning, never to be allowed into a stadium again until they know best, okay. right? And listen, it's not the children's fault here because some of the children holding these signs up can't write like that. They can't spell Kiego. Kiogo. They can't spell Shanklin. It's the mums and the dads that are writing these signs out. So not only would I ban the children from entering the stadium with those signs, I'm banning the mum and dad as well. Okay, right. So Granny and granddad, get it. Okay. If you bring a child that holds, that holds a sign saying, give me your shirt, you're out the stadium. It needs to stop. So in the Scottish football bin, children, mum and dad, granny and granddad, if you hold a sign saying, give me your strip. Okay, right. At Big Football Scott, <laughs> if you've got opinions on that, maybe you're a person who's taken their wee one uh -huh. with a sign. Yeah, give me your strip. Okay, maybe you're maybe you're one of those people. Right. So, maybe, maybe, Ewan, Ewan is against uh, children... Uh, having something nice happen in their life? No, not at all. Would it not be very nice if Kyogo went across and just gave you strip to a wee, a wee boy or a wee girl? Yeah, but... Think that they would remember that for the rest of their life. Yeah, but for a child more deserving than just somebody who brings a sign. Okay. Can well, I also... Can I also? You, just... So you're saying that the children who bring the signs <laughs> aren't deserving <laughs> and sometimes don't... Don't, you're twisting it now. You're making it sound really bad. You're making me sound like Scrooge sat here. You're, you pretty right. are. No, you're no, pretty no. Are. I just think it's, it's, it's just... At Big Football, Scott. Oh, I, can I just then ask the question, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ask you two for your opinion on this because it is quite controversial and there will be people out there who be going, who the, does he think he is telling my kids they can't take a sign asking for a strip? Just my opinion to go into Scottish football, but it'll be interesting to see where this vote goes. Uh, producer John, would you ban children from carrying those signs into stadiums? I'm with you on this one, you and Good totally lad. with you. Good lad, love it. Stephen? Yes. <laughs> 
Yes! <laughs> yes! Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I was just playing devil's advocate. Okay. Um, so there we are. At Big Football, Scott, you can have your say as well. Leave your comments if you're one of those poor, poor children. Who all, <laughs> all they wanted was a wee... A wee strip a wee for, memento. Their, for their favourite player ever. Uh-huh. And you and Cameron's going to steal that off them and say, get in the bin. <laughs> At Big Football, Scott. Uh, and we'll bring you the results next week of that one. Right, this is part of the show where we'd like to check in with former Benfica, Hearts, Hamilton, Kilmarnock, St Mirren, Stenhouse, Muir, Aloha Partick Thistle Livingston and Albion Rovers winger Jose Katongo to find out what he's been up to over the weekend Jose Katongo do we have his number lined up? Yes we do and we've got a chant for him as well let's do it Okay right let's give him a call see what he's been up to what do you think he's been up to this weekend? He's usually at the gym on a Monday morning isn't he? Aye He's answered every week Office is a week he doesn't hello? answer. Jose Katongo, hello, it's you and Cameron here. Hello, you and what's happening, my man? Not bad, my friend, how are you? Very well, thank you. Where, where thank are you. you? I'm in uh, Hamilton. It sounds very noisy in the background, what are you doing in Hamilton? I'm just shopping. <laughs> oh, what shop are you in? Yeah. No, I'm just in the tree. Oh, you're in the, the mobile shop, are you getting a new mobile? Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. I'm not getting a new mobile, just uh, in the tree. All right, okay. Just, yeah, look, what's happening, my man? I'm not. I'm, I'm very good, my friend. How was your weekend? What'd you get up to? The weekend, no, quite. No, I was in Aberdeen, see my daughter. Aberdeen. Yeah, see my daughter. It was good. Good weekend. Can't kind of complain. And what do you think of Aberdeen? Oh, Aberdeen is nice. See, uh, all the time I go to Aberdeen, all the weather always good. Yeah, weather's always, always good. good. You must pick yeah. lucky weekends, then, Jose. I know. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I'm, I'm always in the beach, get at the tan, and you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what you got on the rest of the day, Jose? Anything exciting? Today, no, nothing today. Just I'm gonna go to the gym now, do my workout, and you know. So, Jose, have you got a six pack? I have an eight pack, pal. An eight pack. Eight pack. I, I am. Uh, listen, listen. I am. Since if I was chocolate, I eat myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. uh, Jose Katonga will let you carry on with your shopping at three. It's always lovely to speak to you on the podcast. You have a lovely day, my man. Cheers, Jose. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Cheers, bye, Jose. Mate. Bye, 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 bye. There he is. Let's have a wee chant for Jose. Jose, 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 Jose. Jose. There he is. Jose Coltongo. It's always good checking in with him on a Monday morning. That's one of my favourite bits of the podcast. Uh, right, question time. What? Big question last week. What was it again? The question was very simple. FIFA or Pro Evo? Oh, it was Pro Evo to begin with and it's FIFA all the way now. So thanks to everyone who got in touch on our uh, social media, Abic Football Scott. Remember, you can search for us on Facebook and Instagram. We are uh, the Big Scottish Football Podcast. You can look for us there as well. Uh, so lots of people, lots of comments coming in. Uh, Gary Robertson says, Pro Evolution on the PS2 with the adapter to get four players was amazing times. Pro Evo up until Pro Evo 8, then FIFA became better. And my brother still uses Square to shoot on FIFA and uses the Pro Evo <laughs> buttons on FIFA. Yes. Amazing. Uh, but FIFA, from FIFA way onwards is the best especially when the ultimate team came in at FIFA 11 uh, this is football on PS2 it was also good uh, you could two two foot tackle people and dive this this is football I hated with a passion why? I thought it was a really poor game I had that on the PS2 I know the game you're talking about but for me it was pro evil I tried this as football it was pish and then I moved to FIFA as he was saying there from like FIFA 11 onwards outstanding game Outstanding. And Wait, I've actually, was it not the case that 
FIFA just stole all the good bits of Pro Evo. They and did. Put it into they FIFA. did. And the other thing that gave FIFA the advantage is they bought all the licenses, so you got the real player names in the I tournaments th- I as well. It was funny playing London Blues. Ah, it was <laughs> funny. Like that. I and it was I, I've, I've actually pre-ordered the new game, and I get early access to the game this coming Thursday. So EAFC yes. is a new one. Oh. So I, I'm going to start playing it on Thursday. Somebody commented actually on YouTube. It was Jordan Spears. Open invitation to you and John uh, to join my club's team next week on oh, yes. EAFC. Is that on YouTube? Uh, yes, so I'll, you, can I'll, give it, you can give him a shout. I'll give him a shout. Cheers, okay, that, mate. I'll uh, join you next week. Hello to Paul Kwai. Pro evil for me, but eventually moved to FIFA because they had the official names. Still play eFootball on my phone. It's FIFA. Um, it's all about the cards and other nonsense. I just want to play. So a few annoyances with FIFA there. Uh, hello to uh, Ratazon. I think. Um, the arcadey feel of Pez back in the day was class. Early days, definitely uh, pro evil, but FIFA more recently, as soulless as it is with the Ultimate Team stuff. He doesn't like that. See, the thing with Ultimate Team, it started off really well, but then it became a cash cow, and everything is about points and buying the best players, buying cards, buying packs. Yeah. That it has taken the fun out of the game. I don't buy packs, I do buy the early access, which gives you a number of packs. But then that's all I do. And it's up to playing the game and then earning the packs and earning the right to get Ronaldo or to get a Haaland or to get a Salah or to get a Benzema or to get a Lewandowski. And you feel more rewarded that way because you've earned it and not bought it. Hello to George B, who says, was FIFA all the way until Pro Evo with Kalina on the cover? That's Remember right, that aye, one? yes. Uh, then was Pro Evo until around 2009-ish. Uh, stopped gaming for about, and when I started again, it was FIFA all the way. 2016 was the first one I uh, got mega into as an adult. Hello to RJ Demon 1, Pro Evo to begin with. Again, common theme here, I think. Yeah. Uh, then FIFA from FIFA 98 onwards. How, how early were you playing Pro Evo? Uh, EA ruined FIFA, though, and it's a card-collecting game with extortionate costs per pack. I just said that, mate. I agree with yeah. you. Hello to McLean Pro Evil for its simplicity FIFA has been guff for years now uh, Steph McD80 uh, FIFA hated Pro Evo fake players and team names plus FIFA for me was just the better game Dave B1893 FIFA all the way I've always felt that they were a better product there was something lacking with Pro Evo uh, Scott Killen 88 Pro Evo all the way for me played Pro Evo 2005 quite recently and the gameplay still stands up with the modern FIFA games Master League is enough to win the contest alone uh, which was great there was lots of people sending in a screenshots yes. of the old pro remember the, the basic team that yeah, you got it was brilliant. and then you got to sign them from then on Castillo that played up front <laughs> uh, Lewis Rundle 2852 played FIFA since 20, uh, 2003 I should say it's an amazing uh, game best ever created FIFA Ultimate Team is like a gambling addiction no um Hello, uh, Rangers Toon says neither because I'm an adult. Well, very good, Rangers Toon. Very good. What do you mean? You're never too old to exactly. be a gamer. Exactly. I love my games. I'm currently people play- are into what they're into. I'm and- playing uh, the PGA Tour just now in the PlayStation Five, and I'm thoroughly enjoying every second of it. Exactly. I'm, I'm at the moment um, at the Masters. I'm in round two, and I'm three under, and I'm third on the leaderboard. That's not too bad. So. Scotty Scheffler's at the top of the leaderboard on four under. I hate this sort of inverted snobbery when it comes to gaming. Yeah, and stuff I, I don't. Like Get it? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand it. It at a all. Ve- a very, very um, lucrative industry. As and well. there's a lot of games that are made for over 18s. 
Exactly. For adults like myself. So, thank you very much. So, I think the general consensus and the answer to that question is Pro Evo to start with, then yes. FIFA from then on. I, yeah. To be honest, like, I, I was always Pro Evo all the way, mm -hmm. and then in the last few years, I've not really played my game. You um, were considering buying a PS5 a few weeks ago because you asked my advice on yeah. it. You've not been there yet, have you? No, I've not done, done it Because I'd like to play you at the oh, golf. I might get it once the once the winter starts coming in, and I'm not going to as much. No, the nights start to draw in. Yeah, that's what I said. Is that what I said? Something like that. Yeah, I said that. They do start to draw in, they do. Like at half past three, it gets dark, and then you put the PlayStation on, you hear that noise, and okay. it just fills you with excitement. This week's question is as follows. Give me the music producer, John. Let's go. Very simple. At Big Football Scott for your answer. And if you give us reasoning, that is even better. What is the greatest achievement by a Scottish club in Europe? <gasps> what is the greatest achievement by a Scottish club in Europe. Obviously asking that because our teams are back in Europe yeah. this week. What is the greatest achievement, though, by a Scottish club in Europe? You can let us know by jumping on our socials at Big Football Scott. You can leave your comments on YouTube as well. Yeah. Remember, search for Clyde1SSB. You'll get us under the video section under BSFP. This is a minefield. So what is the greatest achievement by a Scottish club in Europe. I'm, I, I'm not even going to give an opinion on I it. would say hearts beating Bordeaux in France with a Marc de Vrisco. See, there we are. We're going to get lots and lots of things like that. I would say Dunfermline getting to the semi-finals of the Fairs Cup. What year would that have been? Oh, sorry, the Cup Winners' Cup, I should say. That was really? 1969. Yeah. Semi-final? Yeah. Did you? Got beat by Valencia. Dunfermline? Mm hmm Yeah. Cup Winners' Cup? Cup Winners' Cup semi-finalist, Dunfermline. Yeah. In Europe? Yes. Knocked out two legs by Valencia. No, we got knocked out after a playoff. Um, a playoff? Because we, we were actually tied. Uh, Dunfermline beat Valencia 6 2 at East End Park. So, so go on, go on, phrase <laughs> that question again. Go on, name, say that. What, what is, is the greatest achievement by a Scottish club in Europe? Well, I mean, but that question itself infers it could only be either Aberdeen or Celtic or Rangers because those are the only three clubs to have won something in Europe. I think we should kind of open up, in your opinion, what is the greatest achievement for your club? Or are we actually asking what's better, Aberdeen, Celtic or Rangers? What are we actually asking here? Producer well, John. No, we just, we'll leave it as that. No, what's, what's the greatest achievement for a Scottish club in Europe? You've not mentioned the fact that Dundee United got to... The semi-finals the, of the European... No, they got, got to the final. Got to the final. Got got the yeah, yeah, but they and got they beat the, Barcelona. They Aye. got to the semi-finals of the big one and then got cheated out of it by the all the corruption with Roma. And I, I remember there. watching... Anyway, just that clarification, it was a 62-63... Uh, Fairs Cup that Dunfermline Okay, played. still a great achievement. Yeah, um, I beat, remember beat Everton in the previous round. I remember that Dundee United Barcelona game and Paul Sturrock etc etc. What a night that was! That's an amazing achievement. Yeah, I like that question. I'll be interested to see what people say about that. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave that one wide open then because I don't want to get into debate about what's better, Aberdeen Rangers or Celtic. Okay, yeah. So because uh, you can't win with that. Don't film got to the semi final of the Cup Winners Cup in 1968-69, got beat by Slovan Bratislava, who then went on to win it. Because you know Aberdeen fans will have always said that their achievement is better than Celtic's because their run to the final and winning in the final was better than Celtic's run. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that Celtic's run was easier than Aberdeen's run. So, like, if you want to go down that route, you absolutely can. You can. However, if you want to pick out an individual... Moment. Moment. Like, for example, as John says, Dundee United getting to the UEFA Cup final. 
um, or you know beating Barcelona or something like that, or you know Dunfermline getting to the or, or wait, 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 wait. Dundee getting to the European Cup semi final back in the day as well. Ian Ferguson with that goal against Bayern Munich at Tyne Castle at the school end. Arrow in it in the top corner. This is what I mean. We won 1 0 and we went to Bayern Munich. And I think it was John Calhoun threw one on one with the goalkeeper in Munich and he misses. And we lost the game. I think we lost it 2 yeah. 1 on aggregate. It was yeah. a nightmare. We're so close to knocking out Bayern Munich over two legs. Of Do you know what's interesting? I'm just looking just now about the 1962 1963 Inner City's Fairs Cup. Lost 4-0 to Valencia in Valencia and then beat Valencia 6-2 at East End Park and then lost 1-0 in a playoff, which was held in Lisbon. Gee. In a neutral venue. Who do you think Valencia played in the quarterfinals? Somebody interesting. Hibs. <laughs> was it? <laughs> they played Hibs in the quarterfinals. So it would have been a Hibs... Dunfermline semi-final had Hibs got through? Uh, no, so this was the round before. Oh, the round last, before. Last 16, uh, Valencia okay. beat Hibs 6-2. In the uh, on aggregate in the quarterfinals, and then um, yeah, and then to be fair, Valencia won it. So there you are. So you got you got knocked out by the eventual winners. Yeah, and Hibs also got put out by the eventual winners. I wonder if that was when Hibs had Jock Steen in charge. Uh, anyway, there we are. So uh, at Big Football, Scott. Good question. The greatest like achievement by a Scottish club in Europe. Okay, uh, let's move on to the quiz. Obviously, yes. and we need. We need a quiz master to run us through it all. Yeah. And that quiz master is producer John. Welcome along, John. Hello. 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 So it's a penalty shootout style quiz. We go one apiece. You'll know it by now. Five questions. You can also go for a harder question, which gets you two points, which is going for the top bin. Yeah. So far this season, it's Stephen Mill five, Ewan Cameron one. Long season ahead. Long season ahead. So, right, producer John, are we ready for the questions this week? We are indeed. Flip that coin. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes, I do need to do that. I think it's your call this week. I'm going to go tails. Okay. It is tails. I'm going to go first. We go first, Ewan. Okay, okay. Here we go then. Right. Right, Ewan. Go on, mate. Let's start you off nice and easy. Which Scottish team play their home games at Recreation Park? (laughs) That's here, isn't it? Who plays at the Rex? I love the we'll start you off nice and easy and these are the sort of questions that you are so bad at you're so bad at questions like this I know it obviously because it, it's it, it's it's your specialty lower league football because why, why do we always get these lower league football questions which is his specialty because that's where his team plays their football I, I, I this is your question Ewan this is your question yeah I know but all the questions are always about uh, lower league football see, see if you'd gone second I'd have got this question your yeah. encyclopedic knowledge of Scottish football should see through this question Ewan because it's not Air Somerset Park isn't it uh huh John sorry recreation recreation I know it I know it see even I, I don't get it right I'm going to just just say something then recreation park recreation park <laughs> I'm sick of these lowerly questions. Right, just answer the question. I'm sick and tired. Answer the question. Who manages Kelty Hearts? Who manages Air United? Who scored the goal in the 55th minute? Oh, we'll just make it a Hearts Edinburgh quiz then next FC. week. Well, do you know what? I think next week we'll just make it a Hearts question. No, I don't still want think Hearts Steve questions. Will beat you. I don't want Hearts questions. I just think you need to be a wee bit more imaginative with your questions. Ask stuff about the Premier League. Ask stuff about Europe. Ask stuff about Real Madrid, well, Barcelona. The, it's a mixed bag, you in. Right. It's a Shh, Scottish right. football podcast. We cover all the 
leagues. Right. It doesn't just have to be Scotland. It could be around the world as well. Would Throw you like some... that? Do you want some... Do you want me to put... I, I thought we'll just keep it Scotland, but if you want... Me yeah, go worldwide. Go right, pick your okay. ship and everything. Right, we'll do that from next week. But anyway, <laughs> this question still stands. Which Scottish team play at Recreation Park? <sighs> I know it, and I can't think of who it is. Well, just say anything. Oh, Stephen, shut up, Just... We've been going on for hours now. What league are they in? Oh, sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Answer the question. <sighs> Recreation Park is... It's not Airdrie. It's not Air. It's not Cowdenbeath. It's not Sterling. It's not this, not that. It's not Falkirk, not Dunfermline, not Queen of the... It's Queen of South. I'm going to go for Queen of the South. Queen of the South. It's Palmerston. Yes. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Right, Stephen. What was the answer? It was Alwa. <sighs> the Wasps. Right, okay. Maybe if I ask what the nickname of Alwa yeah, is, next thing you'll better. now know this knowledge that they play at Recreation Park and they're called the Wasps. There you go. Who's the current manager of Alwa? Just as a bonus question, you. No, it's not. Nah, right, it's, okay. it's, it's Brian yeah. Rice. Well done, Stephen. Right, okay. What Scottish Premiership Club has a thistle on its badge? Jesus Christ. Scottish Premiership Club? Yes. Eh. Even I've got that. <laughs> it's not Celtic. Oh, she's looking through league tables. Here, let me do that. I surely knows what teams are in the Scottish so Premiership. Well, he's looking through the league table to jot his mind. That's cheating. I'm not having that. I'll tell you now, I'll walk out. I'll walk out. Am I allowed to Google league tables and shit like that? No. Am I allowed to look through teams that are in the Scottish Football League? No, I'm no. And he's doing that. I think you stop him and it's nil-nil. He's not allowed to answer that question. He knows what teams are in the Scottish Premiership. But, but the thing is, I might have got Aloha had the teams in front of me. I'm not playing. Tell him he's banned. You would never... You, you went through oh, the whole championship, the whole championship. I'm you set on Queen of the South, and then you said that's the answer. If you had had every team in Scotland in front of you, you still wouldn't have been known the answer. How the fuck do you know that? Because you said Queen of the South. I might have seen Alawa on a bit of paper and it would have inspired me to go Alawa, but he's sitting there with a full bucket league table in front of him to jot his mind as to who's in the Premier League to help him get the answer to the question. I'm telling you right now, tell him that he can't get the answer to his question and it's nil-nil, go to question two. Make a decision, John, because it's pissing me off. I don't think this is... I think this is a fair question. It is a fair no, no, question. I'm wrong with the question. My point is, is that he looked at the league table... But he knows to... who's in the Premiership, you well, well, why did he look at the league table? I couldn't write me off the 10 teams are in the... Sorry, 12 teams are in the Premiership. Like... Oh, they're cheating! No. I think... I think it would... <laughs> To be honest, I don't actually know the answer to the question. Did you get the question? Even though I've looked at the fucking teams in the I, league. I, 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 I'm trying to think. Um, oh, stop playing. Just fucking say the answer. I genuinely don't know. Just um, please get it wrong because if you get this right, I'm going to be pissed off. Right, wait a minute. It's not Rangers. Jesus Christ. It's not Celtic. It's not Aberdeen. It's I'm not getting there. cheated. Every single week I get cheated on the show, it's I'm telling you. Oh, call the police, you. It's not Motherwell. Are you going to get your mum to write me a note? It's like <laughs> Maguire's mum did. I'm going to get Teresa Penrose to phone you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
Go and get James Penrice in here, boot you up and down that studio. <laughs> He's got a great left peg, and I'll you kick your balls. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Stephen, come on, you're getting worse than you now. Come I, on I, I now. I genuinely don't know that. Genuinely, just give us an answer. Is it Ross County? You going with Ross County, yeah? Yeah. And Marshall has saved! It's St Johnston. It's not St Johnston, it's Livingston! They've got the this on the... Right, OK, yeah. this is a great game today. Now, now, you in! <laughs> yeah, go on. How many goals has Scott McTominay got in the Euro qualifying so far? That is... That's six, isn't it? I'm going to go with six. Well done, Ewan. Goal for you. Congratulations. Thank you. So there we go. Uh, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Hugh Dallas was famously from what North Lanarkshire village? <sighs> like I know this. I've I, 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 do you know what, Stephen is a wee bit younger than us, Ewan, so this may be... Good. Because it is, it is North Lanarkshire. North Lanarkshire, it was always. It was always a thing Dallas when he was from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just shut your they face. They don't do John. that anymore, John, do they? John, just shut your face. No, but now. they don't do. They don't. They don't, like, they don't do the referees we, where they're from. We now. don't. We don't need Why any. Do they not do that. We don't need anything more from you. Just let him answer okay, the question. Okay. North Lanarkshire village. Mm-hmm. Is that a village or is that a town? It's just, a village. John, you need to shut your face. But you in? That's the question. Village, which North Lanarkshire village well, is he needs to listen. Like, he needs to listen then instead of you. I can repeat it every time for him. Is it somewhere like I've heard of? Yes. It's very famous, Steve. Is it North Lanarkshire? Is it like Wishaw? Is that your answer? Yeah. Jail, I don't know. What is it? Q yes. Dallas from Bunkle. No? I, genuinely, if somebody was holding a gun to my head, you would never have said bunkle. You would have had to blow my brains out there because yeah. I would never have got that in a million years. Here's my what chance. a solid question that was, George. That's right. not solid because that's very. Fa- you no, is that? Is no, that Jude Dallas from Bunkle. It's, it's very famous. Absolutely, it's, I, I have never heard that in, in sh- my stop life. Stop your moaning. You're five one up. Shut up. Right. I'm one nil up. Let's go. Question three. Who was the last team out with the old firm to win the top division in Scotland? Dundee United or Aberdeen? <sighs> to go 2 0 up. I've never been in this position in my life. Do you know who it isn't? <laughs> Don't say it. It's not hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they, uh, they probably could have won. Could have. I don't know if you remember this. They could have won it, but there was a guy called Albert Kidd. Stop trying to put me off. It's Dundee United or Aberdeen. So Aberdeen, did they win it in 84? Because 85, 86, it was Hearts and Celtic. Oh, jeez, when did... Uh, I'm going to kick myself here, but I'm going to go for it. I think it's Dundee United. Offer! Stephen, who was it? I'm going to go in that case for Aberdeen. It was Aberdeen there. Yeah. Shit! Right, okay. What's the next question for you, Stephen? Ewan is currently 1 0 up. up. This is a terrible game. Right. What Scottish football team have adopted Marie Osmond's Paper Roses as their anthem? Kilmarnock. Nice and easy. There we go. 1 1. 1 Equalising. 
question oh, four. Hey. Question four. Oh, this is, de- <laughs> this, is de- this is too. I, I don't know if I should ask. It's so easy. How many boxes are on a football pitch? <laughs> Including the six yards. How many, full bo- box. how many boxes are on a football pitch, Ewan? Well, hold on. <laughs> One, two. The six yard is a box. Right, the six yard bit's a box. Or is that a rectangle? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be four, no? But hold on, it's not my answer. Hold on, let me just work this out. You're not forgetting. Shut up! Don't try and put me off here. <laughs> Seriously, you are you taking time? No, to... I'm not. I'm just drawing it out. Look, I've actually drawn it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go four. You're going to go four. Yeah. Well, I, was, I actually put that question thinking you might actually. How many balls are in play at one time? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. I thought if you get this question, there is this tip potentially might mess up. Yeah. Right before you start your morning, you've both got a true or false question coming now. Right? Okay. But it's 2-1 to me on, on question four, and he's going to uh, get I've, his four. I've, I've still got question four to go. Yeah. Both are true or false, right, Ewan? Okay. Before you moan. Right, true or false. Michael Beale is a keen collector of Sabutio. What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> Is it true or false? What sort of question is that? He gets how many boxes are <laughs> on a football pitch? And I need to know the intricate details of what Michael Beale does in his spare time. <laughs> I don't know. True. True, you're saying true. Michael Beale is a keen collector of Sabutio. <laughs> Please be wrong. It's true. It's true. It's true. Knew that. Knew oh my that. God. There was an interview with him done recently. A wee boy after the Rangers game presented him with the Rangers team in Sabutio form and he was delighted with it because he's a keen collector of Sabutio. Wow. There you go. 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two after four questions. Right. Now, wait, 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 wait. I don't know if I should, should I so, go. So, wait the new. Ewan's final question is a true or false question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, it's not fair! But I don't know whether I should just go for the top bin for two points to really put the pressure on him. Or do I just go and play it safe, get it right, and then force him to go for the top bin or try and get into a... a, a what's the... Tiebreak. Sunday. I'm going to go with true or false. I'm just going to take it to 3-2. To yeah, because you've got a 50% chance of getting oh, it right. You just had one yeah. as well. Right, Ewan. Yeah, go on. True or false? Yeah. Falkirk are the only Scottish club to break the world transfer record. True or false? Falkirk are the only Scottish club to break the world transfer record. <laughs> you think... You would think... This is the thing, right? You would think... If that was true, you'd know about all about it. They would sing that from the rooftops. They would shout about it all the time. They would celebrate it on a yearly basis when it came round. <laughs> I mean, this they'd is, have a dinner for it. This is ludicrous. These questions are ludicrous, John. Like, Don't start like just. They're so straightforward. Oh my for you God! You're turned into Cameron. Stephen Mill, I'm very disappointed. I expect it from him, but I don't expect it from like, you. These are these are so straightforward, these questions. All your questions have been a piece of piss. I went first, so shut your face. Uh, repeat the question, please, oh, John. for God's sake, dude. Right, true or false? Falkirk are the only Scottish team to break the world transfer records. False. False. And Marshall is saved. It is true! 
It is completely true. Is. Sid Pudfoot joined Falkirk uh, back in the day. Uh, and it was a world record transfer. It was £5,000 in 1922, and it was yeah. a world record transfer. <laughs> so this, this means I've got a question to win, John, just yeah. to clarify. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, you, that's us level, but I've, got, I've still got a question to go. So yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go for the straight question here. I'm not going to go for the top one, John. Right. In what country will this season's Champions League final take place? In what country will this season's <gasps> Champions League final take place? Not the city, the country. Country. I think I know it. Pretty sure I know it. Champions League. The Champions League final is going to be played at Wembley, so the answer is England. I should have won that. Why did I say Dundee United? (laughs) Why did I? Would you mention it? Do you want the music to celebrate, Stephen? Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Why did I pick Dundee United? And you know, he, they, and when he mentions Falkirk, it's clearly true because he's a Falkirk fan. So why did I say false? So and then he got to cheat with his first question. So the, and I got it wrong. Um, you know, they often say that the sign of a true champion is in the midst of adversity. <laughs> he's got his bag out. Back. I'm going. I'm leaving. As per usual, <laughs> the, the true the true sign of a champion is coming from behind and winning. And that's exactly what I've done there. I kind of get my bag. That's because your bags are really rubbish bag. It's not a rubbish bag. Uh, look at the bag. There's nothing wrong with the bag. John, is there anything wrong with my bag? There, you have discussed this several times. There's a lot of things yeah. wrong with that bag. Just very quickly, while you're packing up your bag, uh, European football this week. Final versus Celtic. Nobody's winning this week. Nobody's winning. Rangers bet us. Uh, I mean, bet's they, they, got, won't, they won't lose. Bet's, bet's got to beat 5 1 by Barcelona at the weekend. Oh, did they? Or Rangers will beat them then. Uh, Feyenoord beat Herrenveen 6 1. Celtic are weak. Uh, no, no, if they get a draw, they'll be happy. And Frankfurt, Aberdeen. 12 uh, 0 to Frankfurt. Okay, right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm that's, going home. That's fine. I think we should go home. We should call it a father He's in a bad mood. So, this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. A huge thank you to you all for watching and listening as per usual. You can see us on YouTube. Just search for Clyde One SSB. You'll see us under the video tab. Subscribe. Subscribe as well so you don't miss an episode and make sure you follow us on all your podcast providers as well and give us a big fat juicy five stars as well. We appreciate that. So you can leave a review, you can leave your comments on YouTube at Big Football Scott as our Twitter feed as well. Shock. You can vote for Scottish Football, getting in the bin. And of course, we'll speak to you next week no, for we another episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast at the same time. Bye bye, you and Cameron. Piss off. Bye-bye, everyone. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Cheerio. Cheerio, cheerio.